Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me the entirety of our party, Sansar Bard. She will be joining us next week. So, without further ado, before I introduce whom is here, let us first give a moment to Critical Wick. Critical Wick has soy-based candles that are frickin' divine. You can find them at uh, criticalwick.org. Buy their candles. They're really reasonably priced. And as a special bonus, as uh, not only do they have themes and scents relative to Dungeons & Dragons and adventuring as a whole, but each uh, candle has a metal die at the bottom of them. Criticalwick.org. Get your candles. Anyway, so we have our rogue. Hello, this is Elise. I play Leonora, the furball rogue. Our druid. Hey, this is Karak. This is Clay. I play Karak, the Eric Druid. <laughs> when the roles become reality. Yeah. Uh, our barbarian. Hey, uh, this is Pahokwe, and I play Ku, the level 27 uh, human uh, bard. Uh, sorry. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is Ku playing no, Pahokwe. Hold on. Let's take a break. That's incredibly optimistic that you're a level 12 bard. A level 12 bard can cast... I said 27 six. because I'm 27 oh, years old. Gotcha, I heard 12. Everybody knows every year is a level dungeon master. That Man, that's really optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, Pahokwe. I have to be. Uh, this is Ku playing Pahokwe, the uh, Yakfolk Barbarian. Our warlock. Hey, it's your boy, uh, Cody, playing uh, Necro. And our fighter. <laughs> Hi, this is Nick, playing Nalus, the Triton Fighter. So when we last left our party, they were just uh, examining a pile of corpses that the monstrosity they fought last session called a nest of sorts. They quickly dispatched the zombies, but the ruckus of the combat brought to the attention uh, some sort of servant imp of some sort who had opened a secret passageway to the chamber from whence it came. And uh, in uh, how would I say it? enlightened the party that they were uh, trespassing and had disturbed his master and that he was that they were to see him at once. Yep. So, I assume that uh, going back into it, you guys, you know, still have your, probably have your hand, your weapons in your hands and spells at the ready when this occurs. Yep. Yeah. Sure. What do you do? Follow the imp. Okay. Uh, I said imp just to give you a general picture, but on, upon a better look of this thing for more than a mere moment, you realize it's it's a sickly-looking little thing, uh, almost as if you drained all of the strength and atrophied a tiefling and shortened them by half their height and coated them in a thin layer of unpleasant slime. Mm. Seems to be just sort of a withered little thing, wicked in its nature, but dressed finely despite all of that. Even though its clothes, as it were, were are slightly too big, maybe it fit in it better when it first started this employ, and has uh, famished to some level. Mm. Altogether, it's a relatively gross-looking being, and it beckons you with all of the class that it can seem to muster for its obvious profession. Uh, down a relatively well-cut stone hallway. All right. Well, I guess I'll put my, my lance away. 
as best as you can. Just kind of right. lay it in its spot in the saddle. Uh, and to be proper, uh, I will introduce myself. Um, so my, my name is Nalos. Um, what, what should we call you? It shakes its head fervently. No need for names of me and you to me. No, that is for the master and his alone. Please. Okay. Well, can, can I know your master's name so that I may address him properly? When we meet, I'd like to make a good impression. Uh, yes, he, he, of course. His name is Fellwind. Huh. Uh, <laughs> not again! Is is your master a dragon? No, you will see. Follow me, sirs. Okay. I mean, one back. more person named Felwind in this damn forest. I'm going back home. I'm sure there's a lot of people named after the forest. It's like their home. Yeah, there's not a lot of yak folk named Tundra. Oh, of course. You all aren't happy there. Disagree. We share many joyful stories. And then some of you get eaten from the stories you've told me. Yeah, well, you have sharks. Well, yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> Man, I was about to be like, sharks aren't that bad, but... You know they're that bad. I was going to say, Nick, as a player, is like, nah, sharks are terrible. The worst. <laughs> There's far worse things than sharks down there. It's fine. We just don't go that deep. Anyway, I would say there's far worse things than worms up north, but here I am with you. <laughs> and then I flex a little bit and continue. So, Nalos, you recognize that it would be it would be very uh, irresponsible for you to try and stay mounted through the corridor. Chesapeake okay. can fit; it's quite sizable, but you won't be able to. You'd have to like lay down on top of Chesapeake rather than oh, saddle okay. properly. It'd be it'd be really rude. Uh, then I'll hop down and just lead her along. All right, so as you all sort of make your way in to down the hallway, you see that the it opens quite quickly. The, the hall itself is maybe only a mere 20, 25 feet long, uh, and a pair of double oaken doors are beside you, are on the other end of the hall. The... Uh, being that has led you up to this point opens the doors and you're immediately overwashed with the smell and sound of an apothecary. Whoever dwells here clearly fancies to put two manners of things into glass and heat it, shake it, or otherwise mix it to craft some sort of potion or otherwise. And as your eyes reveal what your ears and nose already could tell you, you're in quite the laboratory. It sort of begins to open up wider, and you can see amongst all of the tables and desks covered with scrolls and potions, all banners of device uh, across the room seem to be either bubbling with some sort of broth or are completely inert. And there, maybe 15 feet away from you as you enter, is a pale, pallid being that sits upon a large chair, scribbling notes madly. You can't see its full visage, but the back of its head above the rest of its attire uh, 
or I guess like the side of its head, which is how you can tell it's pale. And it seems to be some manner of humanoid. The uh, servant that has introduced you to this room immediately beckons. Master, the intruders have been brought to you. Is there anything else you would require? To which a uh, clawed hand rises up with a quill in its paunt and its in its fingers and beckons the servant over. Uh, to which the servant obliges, obliges, and as it the the being stands up, you're able to take in this being in full. And I've list, listed a picture of relatively what it looks like. Um, Necro, I'm gonna need you to make a charisma save. Okay. Mm. You put the picture in coalition notes. Oh, I sure did. It's fine. I'm sure they won't be concerned. I feel concerned. So you all see something akin to that. It's dressed in not like black leather and straps everywhere, but that's the general being that you're looking at. Uh, I rolled a 17. Okay. You can hear your beak click together with a running up of fear through your spine that ends in your beak. You maybe hold your beak closed with a hand or something and steady yourself. You know exactly what you're looking at. This is a mind flare, but more than that, it is known as an Alhoon. A mind flare that is so dedicated to the craft of furthering its own arcane power, it's been exiled from mind flare society and hermits and are often associated as the liches of mind flayers. Hmm you know for a fact that the some of the scariest thing that goes bump in the underdark is the mind flare and for someone to be too too naughty to even live with them must be a pretty gnarly fella this is a pretty gnarly fella boys hmm so uh, uh yeah Necro turns to the rest of the party and just ex- pretty much explains what you just explained to us. Okay. With my beak still shaking, and then I keep trying to hold it closed as I talk. But you suffer no ill effects from that realization, mind you. You did save. Otherwise, you would have been frightened. And spent your whole turn running away from this thing. <laughs> Bear in mind, like, this... This guy to you is basically one of the many King Koo boogeyman. Hmm. Shit. I don't know. He kind of looks like he could live down where I'm from. That doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the being stands up, sets down its quill to beside the scroll it was writing on, and produces from one of its many pockets a small vial of black liquid that it hands to its servant and sort of gestures it with a wave of the hand to go find somewhere else to be. The creature sort of steps forward, steps towards you all with an eerie gait. Sort of seems to lead very strongly with one foot and then slink the other one up along it. And when it's about ten feet away, it sort of gently bows without taking its gaze off of you. 
and then a sort of low, almost reverberating voice. So, what do I have upon my doorstep that would come to my lair? All right. I, I guess I can go ahead and be our face man for the moment since our bard's not here. Um, we are just a group of adventurers. Uh, we were we were sent by the the Merchants Guild, yeah, Merchants Guild of uh, Maru's Bed to yeah. deal with a problem in the mine. Um, and we we didn't mean to disturb you in your home. Uh, we were just attacked by some zombies, um, and in the process of defending ourselves, we were a bit too loud. Um, your your servant asked us to come here and speak with you. Yes. You made quite the ruckus. It disturbed one of my experiments. And not only that, I believe you've killed my watchdog. Oh, the the Zorn? Twas at once such being yes. Oh. Well, it was kind of just killing miners left and right, and it was it was really causing some problems. Uh, if it helps, though, it mostly killed itself. I mean, we, we roughed it up a little bit, but then it just kind of ripped itself apart. I felt kind of bad. Hmm. Makes sense for its mind to be unstable and have a control over it once again when it be brought to death's door. A mistake I will not repeat. But, of course it killed. It is my watchdog, as I said. It protects my lair. Those miners, you know all too well, he locks eyes with Necro. Um, anyone who want to make, wants to make an Arcana check may do so, but he is clearly casting a very faint amount of magic from his eyes. Necro, make a Charisma save. I'll, I'll make an Arcana check. I don't know if you're speaking magic. My Arcana is doo-doo. I rolled a 17. Alright, so you you see him cast his eyes upon you that gently flare with a light of red. And you can feel him attempting to pierce into your soul and, and elicit fear within you. Um, as he asks you that pointed question of... My, they always do dig too deep, don't they? You would know another one of us from the dark. But even though this, the words have camaraderie to them, it sort of tries to shake you at your core, and you're able to hold strong against it. Um, I got a 17 on that Arcana check. You can tell he tried to cast some manner of spell. It's outside of your grasp as to what it was, but it was definitely a spell cast at Necro. Okay. Man, why does he not like our bird friends so much? Because we know what the dock is. <laughs> huh. Well, I mean, have you have you tried talking to the, the miners? Or maybe, like, any of the up-and-ups in Maru's bed? I'm sure you could come to some sort of agreement and they would, like, stay away from your home. Bah! He sort of casts a hand towards you and goes, 
I came here to recluse, to study and empower in the dark and quiet. If I wanted to go and babble around with a bunch of fools, I would simply put them all under my heel and be done with it. No, I must tend to my experiments. Well... I mean, if you can stop your experiments from killing more miners, we could go and talk to the Merchant's Guild, or maybe the foreman at least, and try and get the miners to stay further away. If that could be an agreement. Sort of you could stay them. home. I wouldn't have to... Or, well, hold on. You could stay home. You wouldn't have to talk to them. Um, less people would die. I, I think it's a, it's a pretty win-win situation for all parties involved. You can see the creature at this point seems to be eyeing up the entirety of your party. Like, sort of seeing what odds it has if it just tried to draw a weapon obviously thinking if it had the upper hand it would try and just fight you now but it knows it's outnumbered and you see to see it visibly ponder a moment I will consider this go back to the chamber for which my servant bid you from I will make a decision in the peace and quiet of my own and only okay that sounds good to me. Is that alright with everybody else? Don't have to ask me twice. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'd like to get out of here. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just wait outside. Uh, when you decide, let us know. Um, I hope you make a good decision. I, I guess. All right, so, do you all like turn to leave? Yeah. Yes. Every single one of you make a wisdom save. Perfect. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dice. I'm glad you support my terrible stats. Oh, no. I got a two. Alright, what else did everyone get? I also got a two. I got a 19. I got a 10. And anyone else? 16. And Karak, what was yours? 19? 19, yeah. Alright, so, everyone except for Karak is charmed Ooh. by this Alhoun. Ah, perfect. Also, Ooh. you remember him being distinctly very diplomatic uh -huh. and incredibly amicable. Of Not course. even once did you fear for your life. He was a very pleasant individual. He didn't make my beak shake. What a nice fellow! Man, that's pretty close to how I feel like Nalu's probably felt from the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not too big of a modification there. 
Um, it's like, I mean, he's a little creepy, but you know. <laughs> he just wants to live by himself and do his thing. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, but Karak, you can yep. feel that there's no malevolent force involved, but you definitely had your uh, perception of him attempted to be changed. Mm-hmm. Some sort of charming magic that failed on you. Would I... Uh, would I know to like that he tried to cast on all of us, or... I mean, we're, we're talking about what a swell dude he was. We were in the same room as we were. Yeah, you, you're, not, you're not aware of the fact that the magic was cast on all of you. It's not like you saw that. Yeah. But you know that it was definitely attempted to be casted on you, and all of your compatriots seem to be talking about how swell of a guy he was as you walk down the same corridor the way you came with definitely a very different impression of how that went down. Hmm... So, uh, you guys didn't find that creepy at all? Nah. Uh, it was great. I wish yeah. from earlier. Hmm. He was just a nice guy. We're just helping him out. It'll help everybody else out. He might even, like, try and teach us something. After we, we handle all these, like, noisy neighbor problems for him. He had a silky smooth voice that made me feel happy and sad. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys find yourself back in the chamber from when you originally were. uh, And this this sort of wall door closes behind you. A little bit of time passes and uh, maybe... 15 minutes, 20 minutes later. Okay. Um, the same s- secret door slides away, and there is the same impish figure again. And he hands you all a small rolled-up scroll sealed with a wax seal that uh, has the symbol of a single tentacle wrapped around itself like a uh, spiral. Okay. And... He says, my master would have you bring this to the people that sent you here. It has his demands and what he will do in turn for them being met. He told me to tell you shorthandedly that they would be for uh, to leave him be and his experimentations. And he would ask, he would give them no more aggressive monsters to, to find they're miners in exchange for one uh, sacrifice a year. Well, that's huh. reasonable. I mean, maybe. I'll see what we can do. I'm sure they can have some sort of agreement. Um, like a like a person sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> he, the, the the master was non-specific to me on that, but it is within the contract. It will be read. Okay. He will he will it, know when it is signed. Marty's bed in contracts. Yeah, it's fine. Pretty sure it hasn't been just Maru's bed. 
<laughs> we live in a world of contracts, Nara. I don't like it. Well, that's what happens when you can have paper. Yep. Well, it's a long walk back out of the mine, so may as well get started. Alright, so you turn yourself away and head back to the main caverns and uh, mine routes. Uh, as you travel back towards the main area, you're stopped by a pair of the miners who are in one of the copper vans. Cool. Uh, a dwarf and a human. They they bid you to stop in common. Well, hello. The dwarf exclaims that he's very grateful that you all had done such a service to the miners of these caves to destroy the beast that he heard you had. So he sort of side-eyes the human a little bit, who gives him a nod, and the dwarf produces a lump of copper the size of one of Pahokwi's fists and says, We would like to give this to you as a thank you for what you've done for us. It, I lost a friend from that beast, but to know that it lies in rot, my friend's death was no longer in vain. So here, something that we've dug up today. As long as you don't let the foreman see it, there shouldn't be any questions. I'm sure you can fetch a fine price for this amount of copper. Oh. Well, that's that's really kind of you. Thank you. I hope you don't get in any trouble. We'll try and make sure that nobody else gets in any more trouble. The dwarf and human kind of smile and nod, and the human gives you a little bit of a bow. I guess I'll uh, I'll carry this chunk of copper. It's huge, like my fist. God damn it! <laughs> I take right. copper. Okay. I'll bow back, and I guess we'll carry on our long walk out of the mine. Yep. It's a you know it's a couple of hours back out of the mine the way you came, and. uh but it's uneventful outside of the one time you're stopped by the miners. Mm. Um, Do we still think that the mind flare is super awesome? Until I tell you otherwise, you guys are still charmed by that mind flare. Cool. Don't sound too excited. Right? <laughs> this sounds like a whole lot of Karax problem. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are acting all weird, but whatever. Guys are always weird. <laughs> Is it weird enough to grow four arms and four fire swords? <laughs> you had that me. dream too? <laughs> Holy hell, I had the same. Oh man, dream. that's so weird. <laughs> Alright, so you guys find your way back out of the copper mine. And uh, back into Maru's bed proper. Cool. Uh, any idea what, like, can we tell what time it is? Yeah, I mean, you can look up and make a brief sort of assumption. Okay. But I'm pretty sure... So I know we, we had trouble exactly. with it in Maru's bed because of how far down we are. 
Yeah, like, if it's in the morning or the evening, you couldn't get a hard, like, time frame, but... It's, uh, it's definitely midday-ish. Maybe in the latter half of the midday. Okay. Well... It's... It's gonna take us, like, the whole rest of the day to get to the Merchant's Guild. Right? Yeah, that's at, yeah. like, the other end of... Yeah, it would take you about half a day to get there. But you should be able to get there before nightfall. Okay. And we still got the lens, so we can find the door more easily this time. Right. Um, alright, so you guys head there, then? Yep. May as well. Alright. You guys travel on to, um, I assume you get another rickshaw ride? Uh, oh, right, right. We did take a rickshaw because it was a little faster somehow. How much was the rick rickshaw ride? Like two gold. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pay for the this rickshaw. I think the bard did the last one. Okay. Okay. So you guys uh, travel on, and uh, the the rickshaw comes to a abrupt stop. And as you all sort of pay attention to what stopped the, the rickshaw, you see a pair of tiefling women. Do One... they look familiar? Oh yes, distinctly. Okay. One with aquamarine eyes and one with teal eyes. Oh. Uh, what are they doing at this point? We just see a pair of them? The one with teal eyes, or the one with aquamarine eyes, um, is instructing the rickshaw drivers in Dwarvish to stop. Um, and does anyone here speak Dwarvish? Nah. That's the one language none of us speak. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. So you don't really understand, but she seems to be commanding them in Dwarven. So the one with teal eyes sort of walks over to the group that are still sitting up there, and she gives a very wide smile and a wave. Ah, oh, Celeste, it's good to see you again. Her eyes flash open, and she, like, leaps up and presses her finger against your lips, like, shush. Those names are not for the public to hear. Oh. I'm sorry. But yes, we're here to help you again, because... Pri uh, <clears throat> Chet found out that you guys uh, are having a bit of trouble here in Maru's bed, and that that trouble was money-based, right? For the contract? No, you already gave us a, a, a big... Is it a diamond? Do we know what kind of gem it was? Right? Uh, Hold on. They gave us a thing that was worth a lot of money to cover that part of it. Oh, okay. I didn't remember if that had happened yet or not. Thought um, so. It's so somewhere guys... in my notes. Good. I... So what's what's taking so long? You guys have been down here for two more days. Oh. Well, we went to the mine to help with that problem. Uh, and that problem is a little worse than we thought. Um, I mean, they signed off on it, but, like, it wasn't really done. 
So we're trying to fix that now. Uh, and we met this cool guy um, down there, and he asked us to run an errand for him. Um, so that way the miners won't be as noisy because they're disturbing him and his, uh, I think he called them experiments. Um, and, well, now we're on our way to go handle that. Um, and we still have to find them something that they want, but don't know that they want yet, which that's, that's kind of difficult, but. Wait, 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 <laughs> go back. Who are you doing a favor for? Oh, some guy. Supposedly his name is Felwind, but he's not a dragon. He's... He... Necro, what was he called again? I wiggle my fingers over my mouth in an interpretation of what we saw. She, like, does the same thing. And oh, uh, he was an Alhoon. Her eyes uh, flare open again as if you had said her name out in the open. And goes, Sister! And the other tiefling sort of marches over and goes, what? And she points at Necro and says, tell her what is down there in the mines. It's an Alhoon. He's pretty cool. <laughs> the, the, the two sisters look at you for a moment and then shake their heads and like, okay, this guy's an idiot. Uh, and then like begin to speak to one, one another in Abyssal. Does anyone speak Abyssal? Nah. Nope. Nah, son. Nope. Nah. I didn't think so. Um, I think that might be one of the languages that um, uh, Vala speaks. If she does, it's celestial. Um, so they're, they're, they're going back and forth in this very odd tongue. And then they sort of, you know, the one with teal eyes sort of. <sighs> okay. Do what it says. We'll handle it. You guys need to move on. And so with that, they sort of like, uh, she like snaps her fingers and a little like explosion happens behind the butt of the two um, rickshaw drivers and they immediately take off. Oh. And we probably should have given them the contract that Felwyn gave us. They might need it. But it's fine. We'll just go talk to the Merchant's Guild anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, as you guys are running running down the or being driven quickly down the road, um, Karak, you happen to look over your shoulder just a moment, um, and you can see the tiefling with the aquamarine eyes has her finger up to her lips, but is talking to it. And then all of you in the all of you in the party can hear that sister's voice in your ear. Reckon the reason you simple boys and girls are hearing the word Felwind so many times as a name is because Chet has placed a charm on you to protect you from hearing the names of creatures that could do you harm by speaking their name. Therefore, you do not know the name of that dragon. You do not know the name of that Alhoon because you didn't hear them. Oh. Oh. What? Mind blown. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Heard that. <laughs> huh. 
Well, that's nifty and sort of rude, but okay. But that's all you hear from her. Huh. Hmm. I wonder if that means that when we think we're saying the right name, we are saying the right name, or if we're still saying Felwind and all these people are just really confused. Oh, that's what it is. That, that would explain... Maybe that's why we get so much misinformation. <laughs> Has nobody known who we're talking about this whole time? Probably. Was the prince's name actually Felwyn? <laughs> what if it was John? How long have we had this enchantment upon us? <laughs> My adventuring career is a lie. I take the statue, the little tiny action figure of myself out of my pocket, look at it for a second and go, no, it's not. Put it back. <laughs> oh. So you guys arrive. It's just becoming evening now. But you arrive to the large building of the Merchant's Guild. All right. Guess we just head on in. Uh, do we get yeah. stopped by the person in the main lobby? Yes, the same clerk uh, secretary sort of stops you and bids you over and asks what your business is. Uh, we have more business with the Merchants Guild. Oh, well, you have perfect timing. They are quite available. Drinking, naturally, such as their way when they are available, but they are available. Wonderful. Crack, you're really going to like these people. All right. You might even manage to be sober throughout the whole conversation. It's <laughs> it's kind of rough to keep up with them. Uh, still the third door on the left. We won't see it, but I will now. He nods. Okie doke. No. Squint one eye shut and hold the purple lens up to the other one and just walk down the hallway looking yep, for the door. You, you find it effortlessly. All right. All right. So you uh, walk in and you are given uh, a nod by the clerk in that waiting room who immediately acknowledges that you are to see them and um, gets up, tells you to wait just a moment and pokes their head into the meeting room and then turns back and waves you all in to come inside. There is no one else waiting in the waiting room. Man, we are super lucky this time. All right, so you all walk in, and it's the same meeting room as before. A long, you know, one of those um, sort of wide rectangular desks that the uh, council or the, 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 the Merchants Guild is all sitting at. They all have big mugs full of red wine and cheer as you all enter, um, for which there is just enough seats on a small table for you all to uh, sit at before them. They almost are, are like a like a, a judge's situation. Like in like a oh jeez. Like a Supreme Court trial where like all of the judges are on like that high rise. Oh, okay. It's okay. like that. Gotcha. I will take the seat. Why am I dropping everything today? What is wrong with me? 
And so they looked at you and go, well, you, you seem to be a larger group than last time, or at least different. Uh, so, so uh, I believe we, 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 we told you we would sign the contract uh, upon you fulfilling three things. Uh, how, how were those going? Well, uh, two out of three, I think. Yeah, uh, that sort of, kind of. Well, be about it then. Which which of the two or all three? I think. Uh, who has the diamond? Do we know? Uh, that sounds like something I would have wanted to hold on to because I like expensive things. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have the diamond. If if you do, if you don't have it, then um, uh. Vala has it for sure. Yeah. We'll just pretend that I have it because it makes it easier. Yeah. Yep. So you produce the diamond and uh, one of the Merchants Guild members, a, a gnome, sort of approaches you and takes it and immediately begins to look it over to appraise its value. Uh, what was the price that we put forward for the contract sign? Uh... Where is that information? Am I dumb and didn't write that down? I wasn't here that day. I don't know. I believe it was over a thousand gold. I think it was ten thousand. Well, but somehow it, that's not in my notes. In, in the interest of keeping things moving forward, that was the intention for that diamond, and let's just leave it at that. Cool. Um, he goes, ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. This will cover that just fine. And, of course, and uh, he sort of sets it upon the top of the get the, the, the desk for all the other um, members of the council to look at. And uh, one by one, they each appraise it and give a little nod and a thumbs up. And when they all have a thumbs up, they all, like, look down and make sure everyone has a thumbs up. Go, Very good. It, almost in unison. It's kind of cute. Uh... And they go, right then, that's one, two left. Um, uh, well, we got signed off on the disappearing minor incident. Ah, brilliant. Have it forward then. But it's not quite done. Like, we, we found the source of the problem other than the thing that was killing everyone. Well, brilliant, boy. Let's see it. Well, we met him, and he wanted us to bring this to you, uh, and I'll hand over the contract from Felwind, who's not really Felwind, apparently. You can just call him the Alhoon. The Alhoon? Okay. Um, I'm going to call him Doug. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. <sighs> so, he looks like a Doug. So... One of the two dwarven, excuse me, one of the two dwarven members of the council steps forward and uh, retrieves both the contract front that uh, the foreman signed and the contract that the Alhoon gave you and goes, ah, oh, geez. And he sort of like waves his hand across his face like he smells something foul. Because all of you absolutely reek of mind control. Uh, and he sort of like gestures to two of the councils. Would you fix them? 
I think this plays into one of our requirements, however, amusingly enough, wouldn't you say? I think we asked you to get us something that you didn't know you wanted to give it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't know you wanted to give it this, and he sort of uh, waves the, the contract from the Alhoom back and forth. Well, yes, point. of you, except for your uh, a recur uh, your feathered friend, uh, is absolutely drenched in charmed magic. Uh, you are all feel the effects of dispel magic cast upon you, and uh, are 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 able to remember more vividly uh, the opposite of what you were influenced to remember. Hmm. He is not a nice guy. I mean. He wasn't awful. He was a little strange, but I feel like we've met worse people. Like, correct. Uh, I also feel like I've stabbed less worse things. Yeah. Well, that's kind of rude, but probably true. I don't know, man. He, he's from the darkness, and there's some things down in the dark that you don't want to see. Oh, very well. Let's let's uh let's let's look this up. Oh, of course. By the way, uh, um, um, this pending, I believe all three requirements for the contract have been fulfilled, and we will uh, potentially be signing it very soon. Um. So the 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 one dwarf that had taken the the two contracts sort of goes back to his seat and looks it over, breaks the wax seal, uh, and reads it over. Uh, a small plume of smoke in the visage of the Alhoon sort of, like, appears and, like, cackles for a moment, and the dwarf just sort of swats the smoke away. Well, very, very, very funny. Very good. Let's resume. Leave me be. Will not kill minor. That's good. I like that. Uh, I like that. One sacrifice. We could afford one sacrifice. That, ha, 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 look at this. And he sort of me points to that part of the contract to a couple of the other council members who all begin to uproariously laugh. Um, and so they sort of point to it looking at you all like, don't you get it? This fool has no idea how law works. He wrote and asked for a contract of a living being. <laughs> We'll send him a goat every year. <laughs> oh, we're stealing this safety. Wow, that's brilliant. Yes, of course. We'll sign this right away. <laughs> uh, please, and have the goat sent uh, uh, post-mortem. <laughs> uh, so that, that gets all resolved. They sign the contract. It evaporates into burning smoke. The cackle sort of repeats itself. Uh, and then they they sign off on the work writ that they gave you to sort out the bit in the mines. Wonderful. And, Wait, uh, does that contract also disappear? No, but then they oh, sign shit. the contract <laughs> for Chet, and that does uh, disappear. Oh, okay. Finally, something normal. Right. And they go, well, it seems that uh, we're all done here. Unless you all would like to have a round of wine, I, I think our business is concluded. I mean, it'd be rude not to. Of course. It is, 
it is customary here. Uh, a bottle of wine sort of dances off the si- one of the side tables to, to in front of each of you. A whole bottle. Neat. Well, uh, yeah, and it sort of pours into a glass of wine for each of you. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I was they, about to say this party's going to be lit. <laughs> they lift their mugs and goes to good business. To good business. To good business. To good business. They sort of business. clank to the clank to the air and to the, themselves, and then they take a big old drink of wine and so. Very well then. Have a lovely day. All right. I guess we'll be on our way. Oh, we can go back to the the inn that you guys stayed at. It sounds like a nice place. Yeah, we can stay there at night and uh, then leave. <laughs> I guess I'll uh, I I might have to camp outside. All my money's gone. <laughs> oh, right. We're really poor. Oh, wait a minute. I got this big old chunk of copper. Oh, we got this big old chunk of copper. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, we need to sell that. Yeah, we should uh, stop by a store that would like this and see what hmm. we can get out of it. Would, would it be worth more here, where there's lots of copper, or worth more somewhere else where there's not as much copper? Can we you know? long before we get money? I don't know. How's everybody who has money doing? I'm okay. <laughs> they have 50 gold. How do you yeah. only have 50? Oh, right, right. You bought crystal things. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me see what I got here. I've, I've got 160 at, at the moment. How, how much How much gold do we need? I was going to say, how much did a, did a room cost you guys before? Not much. I mean, it was only a couple of gold for all of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Necro's got this. <laughs> I'll pay for a room. All right. So it's probably quite into the night when you find yourselves back at the door of the, the inn you stayed in once before. It is filled with the same sort of calm chatter and dying evening sounds that this place had the first time you came by. The proprietor sort of greets you all again with a big, wide smile. He seems to have drank a bit this evening. But he steps forward and asks if he can interest you all in another room. Yeah, your boy's got it. Oh, for the lot of you, that would only be two gold, my friend. <laughs> Sounds good. I take out two gold and give it to the proprietor. He I swear. You. I thought you just went, push you. <laughs> Uh, he smiles warmly and hand, and from his apron he hands you a pair of keys for uh, two two keys for the same room. Uh, I'm gonna give one to Nara. She seems pretty handy with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't need keys to get into places though. Well, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to Nalas. Me too. You're responsible. I like how you slide in your reasoning after you hand it to him. Like, just imagine you walk over, you hand it to him, and, go, and he takes it. He goes, "You're you're trustworthy." I, I, I trust you. 
Yeah. Nothing terrible happened the last time I had keys to the room. All right, so do you guys uh, just call it a night, or...? Um... Like... All right, forgive me. I don't recall how far along indoor plumbing is in uh, Yalzar, but uh, is there a shower or somewhere where I can become properly clean? Yeah, no, you can pay for that service and have a bath. Yeah, that's going to happen. Okay. Do you want to borrow my soap? Oh, I also have soap. Thank you, though. Oh, we are so smart. <laughs> it's, uh, it's five silver for the bath services. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in on that. Alright. Sam, if they can have that for everyone, whoever pays five silver. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna keep being stinky. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna part, be part of that stank crew. Is it... Well, I'll, I'll pay five silver. Is it just five silver for everyone, or per person? Per person. Okay. I'm going to become the Stephanus of this group by the end of the fucking week. Well, you're, you're, you and um, Necro aren't so dirty because you weren't covered in viscera from the battle. Ah, yes, of you, course. You two were keeping back uh, the civilians. Yes. We were doing heroes' work. Yeah. But, yeah, so... It's a lovely, pleasant night. It feels good to lay down for an evening and relax the night away and sleep. Uh, you've been on your feet most of the day. I mean, you've been knee to ankle deep in gore and gross for a couple of those hours. So yep. to enjoy a night's rest is a pleasant reprieve. Good times. And uh, with the morning comes the morning di morning. I would say the morning dinner because they couldn't find the word for breakfast. And with that comes the breakfast bell, and you all can hear there begins to be somewhat of a commotion. It is very early though. And I know you said bell, but in my head I thought you said breakfast spell, and I was like, man, that's neat that they have like a whole spell just for breakfast. That's the best spell of the day. <laughs> The most important stuff. I know what I said. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Wake up. Let's go get some breakfast. I hope they have enough eggs for Pahokwi. Oh, they do. Uh, Pahokwi is not going to order his three dozen eggs this time because I'm not going to put that kind of uh, rude ass strain on your wallets. <laughs> All right, so you guys are served a nice, hearty breakfast of a, like a. It's almost like a breakfast porridge. Um, it's like a. It's like a like a very thick oatmeal that has a couple of sausages stuffed into it on the side, uh, a, a pair of eggs on it, and uh, a whole loaf of bread for the table with a wad of butter, of honey butter that is. Mm gonna have a little piece of honeyed bread and uh, my mind will drift off to the delicious bread of Yorkton. Hell yeah. I miss that dwarf. <laughs> Man, I hope that uh, 
That stable keeper is okay. And you want to break our hearts? Fucking send us back to York, and it's on fire. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. The That's fucking dwarf is dead. He dies in our arms. He he's delirious from the wounds that he's received. So he hands you a loaf, his last loaf of bread, but it's charred and black. Inside is a rolled up scroll, the last of his recipe. My God. <laughs> Nah, I, I could do that. That's rising. That's too fucked up. There are some souls. No. That are, there's there there are some souls that are sweet enough to, to that deserve immortality. I feel like you would make that like he would ascend to become the god of baked goods in your world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just some baker from some fucking town. The greatest story of heroism. So, it's the morning. Breakfast is wonderful, filling, and delicious. But you all know what's next. A lengthy climb up the side of Maru's bed. Oh. Bed? Yep. <sighs> Kara's like, fuck you, nerds, and just flies. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, flying's not against the rules in Maru's bed, so I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, just get pulled over by the sky police. Like, hey, you, you, need, you need a license to do that here. But a goddamn sky patrol. So, you guys leave the tavern. Karak looks at you guys and just goes, see you, nerds. Bye. Man, uh, it took me so much less time to get down last time. I, I know. I asked the sisters how they get back up. Once, once I get to the yeah, top, I'm just start drinking. Yeah, no, you you have a yep. couple of hours to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so by the time the rest of the party gets there, you're probably proper drunk, uh, having you know no company other than a couple of guards yeah. for like two or three hours. <laughs> you imagine the guards are drunk too because you've just been giving them your alchemy jar. <laughs> have you been sharing with the guards? Y yes. Uh, yeah, they're super drunk then. <laughs> well we're back at the top uh do we have to sign more papers to leave i know we had to do a bunch of paperwork to get in yeah but there, there's nothing when you leave no okay okay yeah well uh i guess now we have to go back to the capital. Oh, uh, right. We left our our hoof things in a table. Yeah. Ah, right, we need, right. We need those. Also, yeah. one evening, I don't. The Hokui. Yeah. Could you could you help me? Get on, buddy. <laughs> I I, uh, I swing my poncho around and fold it into a papoose once more. <laughs> All right, uh, Karak is repapoosed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could walk through a forest right now. <laughs> my, my you don't have to. <laughs> Might be a little bit hard. I'll be the hero you need. Yeah. Come on. So are you gonna 
guys are going to head back to um, Ket Tas to retrieve your mounts. Yeah, I can't. I can't just leave Foggy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's about a day's travel, or I guess two days' travel on foot from uh, the edge of Maru's bed to Katas. But it's a pleasant trip. Um, I'm sh- I don't know. Does just, just Kyrak spend the entire two days in the papoose? No. No. You don't spend the entire two days drinking in my papoose? <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> you sound like you're making a hard day. decision right yeah, now, no, right? I, <laughs> I, uh, I will, I will drink the entire first day in your papoose, but I will, I will begrudgingly, with a hangover, walk the rest of the way. Alright, um, the one night you sleep under the stars is not unpleasant, and it's not crappy weather or anything. It's just a quiet, slightly hot night. But you make your way back to the borders of Katas in the middle of the second day and are able to go and retrieve your steeds. Yeah. Oh, good. Foggy's okay. Of course. There's no chest, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> back to the capital. Get another contract. I guess we should go get the contract for Lake Felmos again. So we have the. Well, we, we have, have two the... of the things. We still need a, a lich's phylactery. I mean, yeah. we only had to get two, but I think we should be overachievers. Well, we know where one lich is, and the other one's in the woods somewhere. And. Right. But if we're going to go past the capital, we could do. Just get that contract and then go take care of the lich and go back to Lake Felmos. Sounds reasonable. Or, or if we want to go to Port Lenvas, was that where the, the child lich was? Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that sounds correct, but I don't actually yeah. have a note for that. <laughs> we, could get, we could get that contract and go there and uh, kill a child. It's it's not a child anymore, correct? <laughs> well, it looks like a child. Man, it'd be really fun to go to a port city. It's I'm just going to nice keep telling water. myself it looks like a gnome. <laughs> Enjoy some salt water. Oh, maybe I can meet some, like, some other tritons there. Maybe. That could be interesting. We haven't seen a port in a long time. Yeah. What's it been since Port Clamara up north when we first met? Yep. I think yeah. so. I'll go with a port. I wouldn't mind being able to see an ocean instead of a forest for a few days. Yeah. Yeah, port city it is. Cool. So. To the capital first and then to a port? So you all arrive to Fort um, the Felwind capital city in just under a day on horseback slash crabback slash hogback. Ram, I don't ride no fucking hogs. My bad, shit. <laughs> How dare you not remember one tiny detail from like <laughs> a month and a half ago? <laughs> anyway, 
So you guys arrived to the capital, and I presume you head straight to the capital building, the the castle itself, or do you stop at some of the other um, craftsmen that you have deals with? No, no let's just go straight there. Okay. Now that we're in the capital, I do want to try to get my crystal made into pretty daggers. Right. Yeah, I have some business at the blacksmith too, but we can we can get the contract first. Wait, were what? you making daggers, or I thought you were going to make a rapier? Same thing. Some kind of stabby thing where I can stab people. A main gauche. Ooh. Alright, so <clears throat> you go to the palace grounds. You were expected, of course. Um, the guards, of course, let you in. They let you walk all the way up to the main chamber. Turns out Chet is not present there, however. He is in a uh, he is in the war room, which you would probably remember as the room you turn uh, that to mm, I don't know. Did no, I don't no no. Sorry, I'm getting my keeps backwards. Um, it's the one of the rooms on the side. And you're invited there as you walk in. Uh, the elf captain that you met before that uh, was voiced by um, Austin mm. is present, but when you all walk in, he uh, looks to Chet, Chet looks to you guys, looks to him, nods, and the captain excuses himself. Chet addresses oh, you I'm all. I'm gonna wave at him a little bit. Just like, yeah. He gives you a salute and pardons himself. Chet sort of gestures you all to have a sit around the war room table. It's a large map of Felwind Forest where you can see there's you know, very uh, small statues of all the different towns and some army tokens are set off onto the side. And he sits down and goes, so how are things? You all seem to be making quite a dent in your progress. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we're doing okay. Myra's bed was a hell of a place. Lovely, though, isn't it? Yeah. There is some cool stuff there. I made some nice business plans, maybe, for, like, if I ever go home. I made business plans, too. That's right. We met some kind of weird guy, but he was okay for the most part. Oh, tell me of him. If you thought enough of him to mention him, I should probably know. Oh, well, we thought his name was Felwind, but apparently that's not true, so we're supposed to call him the Alhoon. Uh, he lives down in the mine, and he, he kind of just wants to keep to himself, but the miners are noisy neighbors, and he got a little oh, upset oh, with them and killed them. Don't worry about him. The sisters have spoken to him. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad that all worked out. Oh, it's more than handled. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> oh, he's Sounds not. Like he's dead. <laughs> he's he's bringing he's being he's being brought to the palace. Ah, oh, neat. It, are you going to hire him too? Uh, hire's a strong word, Nalos. <laughs> oh, he's so dead. <laughs> I'm going to persuade him to te to teach me as much as he can. He seems to be quite the talented alchemist and experimenter. Once I'm finished learning whatever I can from him, I will allow him to live in some semblance of privacy on the palace grounds, performing his experimentations in the name of furthering the Felwind Forest. Should he ever deviate, I'm sure he will find a nice bit of loam uh, to call home permanently. So what you're saying is, I'm going to give him an office he can't refuse. Oh, he can refuse it, but it is a permanent choice. 
on the day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, well, we're in need of another contract, and uh, I think we agreed to head to Port Lenvas. Oh, Lenvas. Lovely. Uh, one of the hotter of the three ports, the sort of hard metaller coast winds hit it and bring heat from the south. Oh. It's very lovely. Um, I'm sure you will enjoy it quite a bit. I uh, presume you're there to see after the young undead that lives there? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're, we're thinking we might take care of that, and then we can help out uh, Felwind the dragon, who I guess probably isn't also Felwind, but that's fine. I'm going to call him Charles. <laughs> At least it's not Doug. Uh, no, nah, Doug's coming to the castle. You all seem to be quite aware of the charm I've placed on you. Um, I hope you all don't think ill of me for it. I I did it in the intention to protect you. No, I can it's still fine. Speak, so I'm not hurt. It's just we were confused. Naturally, you see, many powerful creatures, especially arcanely talented ones, have powerful enchantments placed upon their names themselves. Even simply speaking them, their names back back to them can have a uh, a mind altering effect, or even worse. So, uh, this is probably why my sister was there so long. Potentially, I wouldn't speak for a great dragon, but I wouldn't write it off either. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, do you have any advice or, like, other things that we should know before we go to uh, Port? If you're heading to Port Linvas, then you definitely want to keep a hand on your cut, on your purses, because the cut purses there are rather thrift. Uh, oh, good. I'm ahead of the game, then. <laughs> uh, you would definitely be wise to consider... Uh, anyone offering you an opportunity for great riches in the maritime trades, it is not uncommon for someone to agree to such a thing. Take a strong piece of metal in a, in a, in a linen to the head and wake up on a boat. Huh. So I was about to be like, so Shanghai, but that's like a whole reference that probably doesn't exist here. Right, but that's essentially what he's what he's talking about. <laughs> huh. That's awfully mean. I wouldn't say that there's pirates that live in Port Lenvas, but there are definitely people that make their trade on the waves of Meddler's Coast and do so uh, quite in the spirit of the name of it. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Um, oh, and if you're there to kill the boy lich, uh, his phylactery is not what you think it is. It's a small token that his father keeps on him. Oh, okay. That is really good to know. Maybe we can just have that and not kill the boy lich. I, I assure you, if you're bringing that phylactery, who, who are you bringing it to? Oh, to Felwind. Oh, he'll probably consume it for its great magical power. Ah, so, but does that mean we have to kill the little boy? Oh, it, th that little boy will die when that dragon consumes it or, or when you take it from him. Uh, your choice. Huh. 
Like I said, just think of it like a little gnome. <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'll find a way to work around this. It'll be fine. Well, either way, the best of luck to you. Uh, so, you needed the contract for Port uh, Lenvas, and then are you also going back to the lake, then, if you talk of this dragon so much? Uh, if we get the phylactery, I believe that's the plan. Oh, very well. One of the sisters will be will be in the port, uh, and she'll be able to find you once you get the contract signed. And if you have the phylactery at that point, she will give you the contract for the lake. Excellent. So here, uh, one Perfect. moment, he sort of snaps his fingers, or his thumb, his bones, uh, and a contract appears out of the air, and he sort of hands it to you all and says, please, again, as always, keep it very safe. These are expensive. Yep. Nara, I assume you would like to hold on to this? Yeah, piece of paper. Well, since you have the scroll case, right? Yeah. Very well, then. If there's nothing else, I need to get back to my meeting I was having with the captain. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Indeed. Safe travels to you all. Be careful. Of course. We're always careful. That's not true, but I appreciate your idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that. I understand you all had some dealings with a being recently. You're gonna have to be more specific than that. We do a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. We met Jacoby. Uh, the sisters told me, but I didn't tell them because they said not to. And last time I said things I wasn't supposed to, I wasn't able to breathe underwater anymore, and that was really unpleasant. I appreciate. I don't know how you, everyone lives that way. I appreciate you doing what was expected, Nalos. You seem to continue to impress me with your dedication, but. Uh, uh, it comes to my attention that I should probably let you all in on this situation f fully. The being that you know, as the name Nalo said, I will not utter his name myself. It gives him power. I believe, rather I should say, I am under the impression that he is not a mere... Uh, being that it seems to be. He is He is not of... Oh, shit. What's the name of the race? Drykeen. Thank you. I wanted to say Githyanki, and I knew that that was incorrect. Um, he is indeed not the... Uh, you just said it. Thrykeen that it appears to be. It is was once at least a Thrykeen that stumbled upon a altar to an old dying god of war and warfare and was imbued with the spirit of that god, quite literally has become a demigod, and is cutting a swath through the land by challenging great warriors to duel and besting them, so that his tail is spread far and wide and people will begin to know of him again. Should this occur to a particular critical point, he could reachieve his divinity that had long ago died. I cannot overstate how terrible that would be for not only you all, but for the entirety of this forest. And with this, his sort of rising volume, the room sort of darkens, and the, the candles flicker out, and when he finishes, they, the light comes back. I hope I have made myself completely clear that you must steer clear of this being 
and deal with him no further. So there's there's no way to defeat him in combat. I'm not so sure that defeating him is an impossibility. But I fear for the ramifications of doing so. Perhaps the one who defeated him's name would be spread more widely. Pahokwi, I ask you once more. <laughs> do not cross weapons with this creature. Fine. But I'm going to complain the whole time. You do as you will. You will be given what was promised you. But the effects of a god refinding themselves as divine can have a catastrophic effect on everyone nearby. A god that reawakens to their divinity the mere moment could level this entire castle. Oh. I but told again. you, we can't play with him anymore. It's it's not safe. So with that, I ask you to be safe and be careful. With that, he sort of stands up and points to the door with a hand. Yep. I leave. Bye, Chet. Have fun with your meeting. Don't let that guy touch your head. He's kind of weird when he does that. The, uh, the captain sort of walks back in past you and gives you a weird look like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, and he closes the door behind you. What to now? Uh, blacksmith. So fight Jacoby? <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea, Pahokui. Fine. I'm going to call him Neil. <laughs> N-E-I-L or N-E-A-L? Uh, N-E-I-L. thought you were going to be like, neither. It's going to be N-E-E-L. Right? It's going to be K-N-E-E-L. Like he's going to be doing in front of me when I defeat him. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag yak goals. So, how many of you need to talk to the blacksmith? I need to check in on something I have being made there. Okay, so does everyone go to the blacksmith, basically? Sounds good to me. Yep. Alright. So... All right, the, the blacksmith welcomes you and asks uh, what it is you're here to pick up and or deposit for work. Um, well, I want to pull out all of the crystal that I have and ask if it can be made into some type of super awesome stabby weapon for a reasonable price. He sort of looks it over and goes, wow, you all must have been to Maru's bed. Nowhere else has such fine crystal. Yes, I could, I could fashion you quite the foil. It won't take very long. I could probably have it done by the end of the day. Will you all be staying in town? 
Yeah, um, I'm less worried about how long it's going to take and more worried about how much it's going to cost. Nothing. Anything for you all with the right materials provided, as you already have, not a cost. Gross. Thank you. If you'd like me to reuse the handle and pommel of your current weapon, however, I would ask that you leave that with me. Um, no, I wanted to keep that one as a, as a backup. Um, so if you have, you know, other pommels you could use instead, that'd be awesome. Of course, of course. Hardly a trifle in terms of cost. I will probably have a leftover amount of these crystal fragments for my personal use anyway. Yeah, sure. Uh, oh. Anyone else? Uh, yeah. Uh, a number of, uh, weeks ago, I, uh, left some dragon scales here with you and asked for uh, a suit of armor. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, proper scale man, I believe. Yeah. Yes, I believe we have it ready over here. And he sort of brings you over to a couple of armor racks. One has a fr- beautiful set of scale mail in the black dragon scales that you received. And he says, well, have her on and see how she feels. Yeah. Will you still be able to fly when you're wearing dragon scale armor? It's Wait, yeah. It's, was it white? I thought it was white dragon scales. It is white. I lied. Yeah, yeah, it's white. Uh, this is the birthday cake episode. <laughs> Take off this studded leather and put on these dragon scales. Hell yeah! So yeah. it's regular scale mail for all intents and purpose. Um, however, you are resistant to fire damage while wearing it. Uh, cold damage for white, um, unless you want it to be fire. I thought white dragons had fire bath. Uh, let me check. I was gonna say, what does Garen, that guy that none of us have ever met, breathe? I'm pretty <laughs> sure he breathes fire, which is why I said that. Oh no, it is cold. You're right. Okay. Yep. All right, so you have a uh, resistant to resistance to cold damage. Um, and you cannot be frightened by dragons. That's nifty. Yeah. But other than that, it's regular scale mail. And should anything come up where its hardness or durability is brought to damage or question, it's more durable. Okay. Cool. Um, Nalos would like to remind Vala that she also has crystal that she wanted turned into like a crystal handpipes i think yeah and the yeah he gives the same sort of response that he could de- have it done by the end of the day right i just didn't want her to miss out on of course cool things yeah, yeah. um elise yes can you text lauren and ask what she wanted the blacksmith to make out of her crystal real quick sure so we can write it down here in the paradise notes that this happened for her Um, all right, and does anyone else have business with the blacksmith? No. Nope, not until I have more right. money. <laughs> what do you to be buy, for? Uh, To buy a ton of crystal and make myself some crystal plate armor. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to be going to Mario's bed a bunch with you, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, I can totally run that errand on my own. You all can trust me to wander about safely by myself. 
Don't drink anything weird. <laughs> All right. Does uh does does anyone have any other business with any of the other artisans in town, such as the alchemist and whatnot? Oh, I have a, I have I have one large yak blood that uh, I need to talk to oh. the alchemist about. I am one large yak blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're one huge yak blood. You're right. <laughs> I'm as big as a house. You could be as big as a house. I could be. I I, I dreamt about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Me too. I had this amazing dream, guys. I was as big as a house. I punched a slime. Alright, so uh, anyone else going to the alchemist? I mean, I may as well go and talk to him, but I don't have anything to do there. It's just fun. Uh, what time of day is it? Um, Let's call it midday. Okay. Did you want to have spoken to your your patron? Uh, but I, I yeah I want to, but I I can wait till nightfall. Okay. Um. All right. So you guys go to the alchemist and they go. Ah, wonderful. Welcome back. What can we do for you alls? And do we have anything we owe you? Uh, I don't think anyone had anything brewing here. Uh. I'm gonna rummage through my my sack and produce a uh, a water skin full of uh, Bahoku's blood. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, lay it down. It's like this uh, this water skin here is filled with uh, the red stuff from the big fella. The 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 two I believe there were two halflings sort of yeah. hmm and they sort of dump it out into a bowl. It's heavily coagulated. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I just gotta stir that up a bit. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This is thickened up wonderfully. Aged, even. Yes. Huh. Hmm. I'm not a wine. <laughs> we know. Uh, on the short term, we could definitely put this together to some manner of brew. Unsure of the effects as of now, but... We can try some things. Will you be in town for a day? I think we can manage that. Wonderful. That seems to be the case. If you come back tomorrow morning, we'll have something prepared, whatever we can make of it. Hmm. Sounds good. Wonderful. Is there any other offerings you all have? Hmm. Well... Would you all be able to do something if, like, Chesapeake molted and lost some of her shell? A giant crab carapace? Um, something, probably. I imagine it would... Yes, no, we could definitely... Um, we could grind it down into a dust, imbibe it into an oil, a salve even, that if you rubbed it upon your throat, you could breathe underwater for some time. Huh. Well, that's not handy for me, but I'll keep that in mind if she molts soon. We also have something that could fix her arm. <sighs> really? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. the magic words for dollars. Does it turn her into metal and give her an axe for an arm? I had that Man. really cool dream too. We I will, do remember that part. We will research doing that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> No. No, just a regular claw again. 
What do you need? 200 gold coins. I'll get back to you on that. I have 160. I have two. I have one moth. <laughs> How much is um, a platinum worth? I have one platinum piece. That's 10 gold. 10 gold. So I have 170 gold. Man, fuck platinum. <laughs> I, I was handed a platinum, and I wrote it down as a platinum. Yep. I had one of those as well, but I spent that on my nifty lance. Uh, I'm sure we'll come into some money again eventually. Uh, and I will definitely pay you the 200 gold for her arm to come back. Claw. Well, your friend said he had 170. We could subsidize the other 30 gold. <laughs> With what? I'm going to shake my head no. Emphatically, <laughs> Analis. With some Triton scales? Ooh, better. But blood. <laughs> what can you do with my blood? Oh, <laughs> enough. <laughs> next time we come back with a whole thing of Nala's blood next. Yeah. <laughs> well, Vala's blood made a glowing cloak, which, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Um, and we don't even know what your blood does yet, do we? Did we just find that out? Mm -hmm. We're gonna find well, out. No, we don't know yet. Find out. Okay. I want to know what my blood does. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If if cracks willing to spot me money, or I could make just a series of donations of blood every time we stop in well, town. With only a hundred gold instead of all your friends' gold, we could take a large deposit instead of a small one. Alos, no, you need your blood to live or you're going to die. You cannot give I mean, your blood. I mean, if he gets really tired, he can ride in the papoose. I mean, we just gave a large amount of Pahokwi blood. And he's doing okay. Yeah, but Pahokwi, like, do you remember how not okay he was doing for a while there? Uh, yeah, but I caught him. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, I think that's the only thing you know how to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely his outlook on every issue. Uh, it'll, it'll sure. I'll, I'll, I'll make a, a large blood donation. All right. So the moment Karak gives him gives them a hundred gold, one of the one of them begins to hook you up to a blood withdrawing machine of some sort. Device. They just happen to have a blood withdrawing machine handy? Not handy, it's built into the wall. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, no. No, no. Is this a house of blood? No, they just, they're really, they, you know, they, they're they alchemists that work with, uh, you know, blood a lot. Listen, these gentlemen know what they're about. They both nod in agreement. So one of them is quickly extracting probably too much blood, and uh -huh. the other one goes and steps outside to where Chesapeake is and uh, injects her between a pair of her ch uh, carapace plates with a silvery substance. Neat. And then casts a spell on her um, that Karak or anyone else who wants to Arcana check. Uh... My arcana is doo-doo, but I will give a check anyway. 
16. He's casting Greater Restoration. Neat. Um, what? Something that any of us could have cast. I can no. cast Lesser Restoration, but Greater <laughs> Restoration's a, quite that's a bit, of, bit away. So that's that's a ways. That's a that's a big voice spell. Yeah. Uh, and her arm just like regrows as the spell finishes. I'll be super excited when I'm not having all my blood drained out inside the house. Right. Um, yeah. You suffer three stages of exhaustion. <laughs> Is that the one where I'm not actually able to walk? I have to double check. Guess you're going in the papoose, bud. No, uh, you have disadvantage. You have disadvantage on ability checks, attack rolls, and saving throws, and your speed is halved. Okay. At least we're staying here tonight. Yeah. And that'll take, what, three days for me to clear all of that? Um, yeah, it'll be, you, you lose one stage of exhaustion naturally each day. Okay. That you can take a uninterrupted long rest in. Right. Well, okay then. Uh, Kenny just sent you stuff from Lauren. Yeah, can you put that in the Paradise Notes? Oh, sure. Um, okay, so you guys uh, go and, I guess, go rest in the palace grounds where you have uh, home and board. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. We do have, like, rooms and whatnot. Sure do. Yeah. We have beds that we haven't slept in. Ever. <laughs> yeah. It was the maiden voyage. All right. So the rooms are freshly laundered. And everything is quite comfortable. And uh, yeah, it's very pleasant. You guys get to enjoy the wonders that is that uh, for one night. And you're able to lose one of those stages of exhaustion. Woo! In the morning, you all, I assume, return to the places where you had things to be crafted at. Yeah. Go back to that alchemist. Hold on, I have right. something for this. I had the potions list that I was looking at. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a potion that his blood would be part of making, probably. I don't know, maybe. Almost definitely. Man. What book has a potions list in it? Uh, the DM's Guide. Ah. Well, I thought that all potions, like, you can make any spell into a potion. Oh, yeah, you totally can. But the DM's Guide does have some descriptions of what goes in potions. Yeah, so... Not many. It's real vague on a lot of it. Yep. 
So, uh, the potion he produces for you is uh, th- three bottles of a po- of essentially potions of heroism. Mm-hmm. Oh. For one hour after drinking it, you gain ten temporary hit points that last for that hour. For the same duration, you're under the effects of the blessed spell. I always knew this is what my blood would do. God damn it. <laughs> so, ten temporary hit points for an hour and bless. Okay. Yep. Uh, write that down. God damn it. Um, Alright, so you guys go to the blacksmith then? Yep. Is that right? Yep, I guess so. Okay. So, um, he has made a rapier for the rogue. Oh, I wanted two of them. I didn't say that before, I'm sorry. What? I think I, I bought enough crystal for two... Um, daggers or rapiers or some kind of weapon. Well, it was two daggers or a rapier. Oh, okay. Cool. That works so, then. So, did you want a rapier or two, two daggers? I'll go with rapier. That's fine. So, he gives you a rapier made out of the crystal, very similar to Nalos's lance. Um, in fact, it has the exact same magical properties that the lance had. Um, so, Nalos, can you go ahead and say what those were for her benefit? Uh... I was told my lance counts as a non-magical plus one weapon. Uh, and what was the other minor detail on there? Uh, it is unsunderable. Right. So oh, okay. in combat, no one can break your weapon. And it does plus one to hit and plus one damage. But it isn't magical. So if someone has resistance to non-magical weapons, for example, you still will do half damage. Okay. Yep. Um, okay, and the the pipes, like the pan flute that the guy makes out of the crystal, is, um, and uh, at least if you can write this down for Lauren. Sure. It will function like a set of an instrument of the bards. Except it only has the all spells. So, fly, invisible, levitate, protection from good and evil. Nifty. And then everything else that comes from an instrument of the bard magic item. And he regards that something interesting happened while working on the crystal. Uh, he produces a pair of small stones made of the crystal. And he sort of like raises one up to his head and it begins to hover around his head. He says, I can't exactly tell you why, but as I was forging and, and hammering the crystal into into shape, uh, a pair of 
uh, one of one from each of the two pieces of crystal that I was given seemed to be the heart of these pieces of crystal. They seemed to have innate magical properties that I was able to isolate into these small chunks. I have no use for them, but they seem to be able to with uh, attract magic to themselves. So I suppose here you are. Like magical magnets? Essentially. Cool. Treat these That's... as um, absorption ion stones. Except they only react to cantrips and cannot ha- react to a cantrip more frequently than once a week. So it just stops a cantrip from affecting us? So what happens is whoever has these equipped, which it takes an attunement slot to have them equipped to you. Okay. Um, while you have this orbiting your head, you may use your reaction to negate a cantrip being cast by a creature you can see that's targeting only you. And once the 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 piece of crystal has absorbed and negated a cantrip, it loses all magic within it for a week. Okay, cool. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to be greedy and say that that was my piece of crystal, so I want it. Or one of them, at least. All right. So did you send those notes about her her pipes to her? Yep. Great. And then who wants the other one, or do you want to give it to the bard? Um, I don't know if she has anything else that's attuned to her or not. Like, is her cloak... Something that has to be attuned, and yes. I how think many her cloak is attuned to her? Can you have? You can have a number of items attuned to you equal to your proficiency bonus. Okay, so then she should be good. So just you two will take the stones. I mean, unless anybody wants to lay claim on the other one. I don't think I have an attunement slot. I mean, I do, but I don't think I have any items that are, like, attuned to me, so. Nah, I don't want them. Okay. So, yeah, just let her know that that's what she has. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, so that's once a week. It can You can use your reaction to negate a cantrip. Cool. Um, and he says, well, is that all that I have for you all, I believe? I believe so. I think that was everything. Nope. Safe travels. So it turns away from you all. Thank you. Oh, um, over the course of the night, did you want to speak with your patron, Necro? Yes, I would like to do that. Um, which, which of your patrons, the, the dragon or your original patron? Oh, fuck. I forgot I had two. <laughs> I guess I should say hi to the Raven Queen. I feel like it's been a bit. Yeah. So I will first talk to her. So I'll pull out my mirror. Okay. So she sort of turns and looks and goes, Ah, uh, yes. What is it that you need of me? Just checking in. Seeing how you doing? 
I'm quite quite well, young Necro. Have you been learning from the lizard? Uh, I certainly have been, and I, I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to do so. And I will speak with him uh, soon to acquire even more knowledge. Good. This is good for both of us. Use and, and abuse that relationship you have as much as you can. For when I call upon you to make good on the pact you agreed to, I will need you to be as powerful as you can be. Yes, Raven Queen, I will certainly do so. Good. That you, you as you always have, please me greatly. Girl, <laughs> I give her a little, I give a little, a little smooch. Like she blushes, the only way a pale Raven Queen can. The best way. Okay, so I finished my conversation with her. Can I uh, call upon uh, the dragon? So you know his name. And I'm going to message it to you so you can choose whether or not you ever want to speak it. Oh, God. But you actually know his name. Son of a bitch. Do I, do I say it out loud and just cause chaos? Oh, we're asleep in this flashback. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. So if you said it, the other characters wouldn't be aware. Oh, sure. I'll keep it to, to myself. So I guess I'll look into the mirror and call upon Felwind. Uh, and that's... I, I put a phonetic after the actual spelling. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. So you call upon the dragon patron yes and he goes ah yes my feathered student what is it that i can teach you now hmm have you made uh, use of my first lesson uh the poison breath oh i certainly have wonderful did i teach you that you could do it through your birds as well yes master you certainly have and i've been using that uh with both my ravens as well I'm sure they are a fearsome combatant now. I think another lesson would be in order. Don't you agree? I do. I believe one of your compatriots has has recently come into the acquisition of some dragon scales. He certainly has. Just he just yeah. See if you can find your wicked little quiet claws to pinch a single scale from his hide. Should you do so, ingest it as whatever you can. The blessing I will be putting upon you now will react when you do so. It will let you be able to take the essence of that dragon that you consume a part of and project its breath as well. I believe it is a white dragon, which will give you the ability to breath cold in a cone before you. Shit. Ah, I think I might be able to snip a little scale off of his armor. Very good. And so with that, he sort of produces an incantation, and you sort of feel it take within you, and you notice something. The the short feathers near your wrist that lead to your claw your clawed hands actually turn to scale. The like first couple of inches up your arm and now scaled. Ooh. Fuck yeah. I'm turning into a dragon. <laughs> this is all just the story of him becoming dragonborn. Oh my god. 
that would make my night. Right. So with uh, do you so in back in that night, do you try and steal a small scale from his? Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to try to steal a scale from his scale owner. Okay. Um, give me a stealth roll, and then a sleight of hand. Come on, man! You should have woken me up for this. Okay. Uh, eleven on the stealth. Uh huh. And that's a nat 20 on the sleight of hand. Okay, so no one really stirs in the middle of the night uh, while you're walking around the room, and with the perfect uh, 20-plus whatever uh, is more than enough to rummage through Karak's belongings and remove a ignorable single scale from his scale mail. Uh, then I'll immediately eat the scale. It tastes like, like foul ice. But as after you were able to stomach it, um, make a Constitution save. Uh, eighteen. You pass. You uh, <coughs> cough a little, and as you cough into your hand, you see snowflakes, and you're. Your sort of cough has uh, misted uh, icy wind onto your hand, and you realize that your patron's blessing has taken hold. You may now, in addition Sick. to the 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 line of acid breath weapon, can also produce a cone of cold breath that is up to fifteen feet away in a in a cone in front of you uh, that does three d six cold damage on a save. They take half. Nice. And the uh the, the the constitution save is like eight plus your proficiency plus your charisma modifier. Oh shit. So yeah, and of course your birds can do that too. Yes. <laughs> Well, we're past nine tonight, so let's go ahead and call it there. Um, As always, I've been your dungeon master and host, uh, Kenny. I have with me my entire party. The one bird man who's maybe becoming a dragon man who is indeed trying to taste the entire dragon rainbow. Uh, It's your boy, Necro. See you next time. Our triton who is down a lot of blood but up one crab claw. Hey guys, this is Nick as Nalos. Thanks for listening. Our rogue who's up a rapier and now has two rapiers and I guess is also happy, has two thumbs and is two rapiers. Yep. Bye guys. See you next time. Our druid who is totally, totally normal for carrying that wine, that water skin full of coagulated blood for probably a week and a half. I... I don't see any problems. <laughs> this is a this is a crack. Have a good one. And our barbarian who can't seem to go at least you know a week of time without putting one of his allies in his papoose. Hey, this is uh, Hookwe. Uh, see you next week, and you can send your gold coins to my GoFundMe. <laughs> Please help. I'm very poor. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Bye.